You can prepare for everything that you can control, but that's not very much. My goal was just to hunt as hard as I could, as long as I could, at all costs. Better ask it, man. <laughs> Speak for yourself. 28 and sunny, we're almost definitely going to have hikers on the trail, boys. I'm getting across that damn river, and I'm getting after those goats. Let's go. We're hunting. We're going after something. It's good to see. Good to see you in the editing. And you haven't you haven't brung one in, in a while. Yeah, that's true. I've been uh, I've been taking the option on a few here. To be fair, last last episode was the you decided to record the evening before we went hunting for the weekend. And you and out. well. I decided really late to go hunting, so I really that was a crucial packing evening for me. So fair call. Cool. I did overpack a little bit. Are you but. gonna come? Yeah, because um, we got a guest here, Pat. Say hello if you want. Say again, sir. You can say hello if you want. Hello. Yeah, Pat so Grundle. We got Pat Grundle inside. So Thanks you, for coming, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. No worries. No, it was a beautiful drive. Yeah, well, I mean, it was dark. You missed most of it. But, no, but that's okay. It's still um, pretty nice at night. If anybody's listened to any episode, they would have heard about Pat in some capacity. Yeah, Pat was our so. first fan. Pat was our first review. Pat's our first art donor. I, yeah. should, probably, I should probably get up more often. First and only. Just kidding. No. I think, uh, well, I don't know. I'm grateful to have, like, I'm grateful to know you and have you listened to the podcast and now have you. When did I meet you first? At, Probably at, the, at the initial backcountry hunters. At the first one? Yeah. You were there at Brown Social House, weren't you? I, I was. I was. Um, at Hunting Church. Hunting Church. That's what I yeah, yeah. That was going back. Was it Mark that was organizing that? Mark, yeah. And I think I met, who was on the episode, like the younger guy? Well, younger um, Devin. Devin, yeah. Devin was there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. That was where I met like. And then I came out to Burnaby once, but the timing was just bad. I mean, well, look, I'm talking to you. I mean, look how far you had to drive, right? Yeah. It just. With my work and stuff like that, it was just tough. Burnaby for 7 o'clock is a tough. It is because... I live here at 5.30 to get... Well, I mean, granted, I show up a little bit early, do a little bit of setup. Mm-hmm. But I don't even know if we're going back there because um, I haven't managed to establish contact with the rugby club. Oh, really? You should just start doing it out of your uh, garage here. Yeah, everyone... Make everyone come to you. BHA, Region 2 BHA right now, so. meetings will now be held at my house in Chilliwack. So it's a nicer drive. I, you know, driving through the city can be a bit taxing at times, right? And then, Very taxing. Uh, at Fraser Valley traffic. Yeah, yeah. It. And I usually don't free up from work till 5.30, 6 o'clock. Yeah. And that, that was, you know, but I... It, it was tough. So but, uh, it was really interesting, though, because it was which a couple times... Like, even when uh, Jesse was doing a talk... Yeah. Which I thought was because re- he's very knowledgeable. Jesse right? Zeman. Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, actually, I've talked to him online a couple of times. He's got a bunch of those wildlife review. Uh, this is pre you The BC Ministry of Environment used to do the wildlife review. I think it was on a quarterly basis. Okay. He used to have stats in it and stuff like that. My old man used to do all the covers. Really? Yeah. So I actually found all the covers on, and I totally forgot about it because it wasn't really high profile. And I found all the covers online. And he commented on, because I posted one on Instagram or something like that. And then he said he had the originals. And I said, oh, we got to talk because I'd like to get those scanned, right? Because it's, it's it's not something when it came out that you'd actually think to keep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I'll send you a couple copies of them, what they are. Send me copies of everything. We're yeah, gonna, yeah. Nick and I were talking today. We're going to use one of your dad's pictures for the uh, episode post today. Okay. If well, that's all right. I'll, okay. I'll, if that's cool. You, Whatever you, you want. You sent me those uh, over email. I think there's one of the links. 
Yeah, that's I like cool, that one eh? a lot. So do yeah, I. Super cool. Yeah, so do I. Um, that's, there's one, and there's a. I should. I, I should send you a copy of the Mountain Goat one. I only. Oh you yeah. You know that would I'd have been super that. appropriate for you guys, but I have one. Yeah. Oh no. I would. Yeah. I, no, I don't, yeah. I yeah. donated one to a charity like a number of years ago, wow. and this one is one of my favorites. So yeah. I might have included. I think I might have texted you or sent you a copy of it, but they're low res, right? Yeah. Okay. But I'll see what I can find because it's. Uh, Actually, you'd probably appreciate it even more now after after a couple weeks ago. So. Yeah, I'd love yeah. To I see mean, that. yeah, I got a big big goat heart on going right now. Well, there yeah, we, got, we got your goat, the top of your goat skull and horns sitting on the. Well, it's table a majestic right friggin' beast. Eh? Yes, yeah, so, so cool, cool, man! Such a cool animal. Well, uh, look what you had to go through to get it. Yeah, I'm yeah. still dealing with that. That's yeah, crazy. Going up, shoulders still shoulders still right totally yeah. dingled. I can't like do dingled. anything above my head. Did you fall? Yeah, I fell and dislocated my shoulder. That was the, oh I thought that was your third guy your friend friend did no that was no, me oh jeez yeah. yeah now Garrett was right as rain I fell you dislocated your shoulder yeah with a pack on your back yeah going down shale yeah and then tried to get the pack off and fell further and that was probably the lowest push. moment of that hunt oh without without For a sure. doubt Nick and I were just trudging down this mountain hating life not hating life is it what's the weather like. Beautiful. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, yeah. That's one good thing. You know I want to go. That's a good way to put it. I want to go back. We were yeah. not hating life. We were I'm just, not going to ask you where it is because it's probably up at, by that mountain, by the other river, right? That yeah. Kind of place. It's, exactly. it's Zippermouth Lake. Zippermouth. Yeah. And we hiked it on Zippermouth Lake. But uh, <laughs> we've been doing a lot of talking about type two fun. That was type two fun. Yeah. Clarify that again. So type one fun is I'm loving this in the moment. That's great. Type two fun is you need to put some uh, some time, some distance between the the events and your memory of it to to really enjoy it right it's like i'm gonna remember i'm gonna enjoy remembering this like the story of this hunt later yeah you gotta talk about it after yeah but in the moment kind of scary in the moment like when we're hiking down that hill fun (laughs) yeah exactly right looking back at now loved it loved it loved being there with you nick loved everything but um like you and i were both beelining to get out of there oh yeah did we talk about that in our in our hunt recap the like don't know the it's getting dark time to move and then you just started like or what did i say don't know pat you're not gonna uh, understand what nick's saying we were coming down this mountain and i was yeah we were both sucking wind like i'm like i'm not in good mental state because like my shoulders hurt and i think i went a little bit shocked. oh so this time. is after you this is after i did my shoulder in yeah um and i'm just leaning on this log and i'm kind of thinking like i'm done do I hit that in reach button? Do I, I, hit wasn't, it? I yeah. wasn't there, but I was kind of like, I'm done. I don't want to go any further. Like My legs are empty. Tank is empty. We're yeah. thinking about, we're looking around like, is this flat enough to like lay down? And Le- to legit. On? We're like, okay, I'll text. I'm going to text Garrett. We, we're we not going to meet up with him tonight. And Nick just like gives me just like this comment. And I was I, like, I, I, I'm like, I, I think we've all got a little bit of this, but just the ability to push it, to push beyond fatigue. Just to is find that, another gear. To find another gear that you didn't think you had. Well, that's a mental thing. Totally, it is. Uh, yeah, and I'm yeah, like, no, I get it. I'm like, it. I can do yeah. it. Like, I can self hate myself into anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Nick just Nick drops me. What did you say? Well, I, I it was like it, we were. It was like the sun was setting, and I was like, man, like we should just keep moving while we still got the light here. That's right. And then that just like lit a fire under your butt, and then I was like, oh boy, like I can't keep up with this guy now. Yeah, that's what it took. <laughs> Because I've done packouts in the dark, and I remember, and I was like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. So like, let's get down now. I guess that's where the works is in hunting. 
Yeah. 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 Like the processing, packing, but like you know what? Dislocating your shoulder and <laughs> that just comes that just comes that you know, I would rather obviously not um, I would obviously rather do the hard work of a pack out over the hard work of um not finding game. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's I'm not yeah, and that's yeah. nothing to do with the fact that I've found game and I've been rewarded and that. It's I find it way more fatiguing to be constantly looking for game and hunting game oh. and, and missing opportunities. Yeah. Fatigue I'm not talking about like the obvious reward that I've already got a deer down or a goat down. I'm talking about just like the mental fatigue and putting energy if I'm gonna put energy into something, I'd rather it be just straight up phys- like physical exertion. Like what you and I were saying about hiking. Yeah. Hiking downhill hurts differently than it does when you hike uphill. Yeah. Hike, yeah hiking uphill yeah. is hard. Hiking downhill it's is painful. painful. Yeah. I would rather have hard than painful. Mm. Yeah. Every day of the week. Yeah. And yeah. so when I'm, doing a, when I'm doing a pack out, it's hard to, to pack out, but to be like having a hunt that's not going to plan is it's, like mentally draining, emotionally it's, yeah. draining. It's probably yeah. the time in a hunt where the goal is the most clear too. It's like, I need to get this animal yeah. back to my freezer. It's not like... I need to find an animal and like how, where am I going to look? How am I going to like get up this mountain kind of stuff? It's yeah. Like, and all your, all your senses are on laser a thousand yeah. and you're taking everything in and you yeah, exactly so making decisions on the fly. Yeah. yeah but the, cool, the cool thing is though, so you had that negative aspect of it, of dislocating your shoulder. That's more than a negative that bites. Right. But I mean, as time goes by, that memory will go here and the positive stuff will go even larger and yeah. you'll, you'll just, you'll just have that positive trip that you did with a couple of close friends yeah you 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 got a beautiful animal and you brought it home yeah and i think no, exactly the right. negative can be seen in a positive light yeah it's yeah because like i mean like i teach my kids that right i always say like every negative every negative thing that you come up against you can turn around and spin the positive 100%. even the worst possible negative thing there's always a positive spin you just gotta freaking find it right yeah what's uh i'm, I'm all about the jack sparrow quotes Oh yeah. Oh, what do they say? Does he got... bring me that horizon? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bring me the horizon. <laughs> no, he says a good one. Um, uh, something like the situation isn't bad, but your attitude towards the situation is bad. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Something no, like that's that. Actually, that's not bad. Jack Sparrow's mirror. It's too bad he didn't live that for his real life, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. But I mean, I'm going to digress for a second though. But when you put (laughs) on that Instagram thing, I can't remember the exact terminology. And I I know that when you're doing an Instagram post, you can put that yes, no thing in there. The poll. Who voted no? Don't know. On on is it a shooter? Yeah. yeah. Is it a shooter? Yeah. Um, I, I'm said literally, I I don't read actually who voted no, but it's, yeah. I don't know if it is. I talked about it with Devin. Yeah. Um, I've measured it at, 47 inches which makes it which would get it it's the it's the minimum to be recognized by boone and crockett yeah yeah so but like verging if not a boone and crockett verging on a boone and crockett and people are like nah yeah so i (laughs) when i was talking when i did the one with devon i for some reason said 20 percent of people said don't shoot it but it was actually less. It was more like nine percent. But still, I went back that and still like, means that people are saying no. But it, I just, it, I just it don't think also, they knew. I just don't think they know. It is also phone scope. Well, I just thought it was kind of funny. You know what I mean? Like, is this like, man, I'd be all over that. Like, holy cow! Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm just like, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I've said this hundred times. I didn't shoot it based on the horns on its head. I shot it on the its attitude. 
Oh yeah, he was just just like yeah. where he was. Like that was yeah. what, that's what guy had us going. We're like, man, look at this guy. He's on top of the mountain, just like looking at. He yeah. owns this place. He was he yeah. was a gangster for sure. Yeah, he was just like <laughs> big goat gangster. Yeah, and like, who yeah. are these little guys down here looking at me through these glass pipes? Like, yeah. what's yeah. You know? <laughs> That was actually really cool. Um, we're doing a lot of talking about this goat hunt, but screw it. I'm sorry. It was no, 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 no. Cool. I want to get, I like talking about it. I just hope the listeners don't mind hearing yeah. about it. I'm sure they do. Number two. But um, stalking on that goat, Nick, and we were like, you know, slinking in and, in and out of those yeah. trees and staying so concealed. That was fun. And like, yeah, you were loving it. I know you were loving yeah, it. Yeah, I was. And uh, just so paranoid, like, about everything. But then when we switched roles... Yeah, uh, switch positions, and we were up where the goat was, and looked back. Like we could have been down there doing like the uh, the brave heart, lift our coot, and kilt, yeah, and yeah. shake our junk yeah. at the goat, and we wouldn't have even seen us. You know what I mean? It was yeah, um, yeah. That's an interesting perspective shift. Yeah, I liked it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really cool. Just realize you can get away with a little more than yeah. Your plan. It's fun though. Like when when I can follow someone, like when I can follow you on a stock, like. I don't really have to think. I just kind of have to do exactly what you do a few feet behind you and try and take as as much, uh, I don't know, action as I can to get a shot. That's that's a little more interesting than from just behind you. But what do you? What's going through your head when you're doing that? I'm just like not not through your head, but like yeah, are you thinking? I'm trying. Are to, you thinking of the goat, or you're just like okay, Chris moved like this for this reason? I'm, I just do I'm, it. I'm really paranoid to like not try and blow it. Obviously for yeah. you. And I'm trying you mean like to like noise wise and stuff yeah, like that. And, and yeah, I'm, so I'm trying to, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like follow your path. And like, if I can take like an extra margin, like say there's another bush sort of, or a wider bush that we're, we're creeping up behind and then maybe get more of an angle. That's like maybe around to the front of you than in, just to like break up the footage. And yeah, at the same it's not time, it's fun to just film my butt. Yeah. At the same time, anticipate what's going to happen. Where are you going to shoot from? How, like what kind of footage do I want of that? Yeah. So I don't know. It's a, it's a fun mindset though. It's fun to like not have the pressure of like making the decisions of like, I need to get up behind this tree for this stock and just like follow exactly what you do. And like, just, yeah, it's a fun experience. Yeah. I bet. But, um, I, go on. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, uh, maybe we've, we can transition off of the, the goat hunt. Um, would you mind Pat giving us a little, uh brief overview of of what your dad did oh sure yeah yeah um because it's i find it super super fascinating i'll give you like the real brief part of his early years before i was in the picture so my old man grew up he was born in coleman alberta land of the stoves and then moved to powell river oh yeah okay so i was just in power oh were you ready oh working no oh is your family you got family there well wife's family yeah 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 well that's where my family's from no way. Awesome. Yeah, on my cool. dad. Oh, of course, on my dad's side. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, and back then it was, well, still is a mill town, of course. So yes. he spent every waking hour out in the bush. So he did two things. He was either fishing or hunting. Like, uh, my daughter's going to hate me for saying this. I mean, they used to hunt everything from blue jays to friggin' robins and stuff like that with mm-hmm. slingshots and things, right? <laughs> wow, and then they awesome. go fishing in the lake and the rivers and stuff. And uh, Or he'd draw. Oh, yeah? Uh, Those yeah. are the two things he did. He drew, and yeah. he was out. I what did he do for what? Oh, this was when he was like 10. Oh, this was when he was youngster. Yeah, oh, so cool. He, my dad never really, as you'll find out, he never really worked, right? So all during <laughs> his teenage years, he was drawing and painting, and he used to do the front covers for the local theater, like for seeing oh, a movie, and get cool. in for free and stuff yeah. like that. Um, then World War II. Yeah, my dad went off to war at 18. Yeah? Wow. Yeah. 
Really? Yeah. Well, actually, he, he signed up when he was 17, turned 18, didn't finish high school, and yeah. next thing you know, he's in Halifax getting shipped over to the UK. No, no way. shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I'm telling you this because he kind of leads into his artwork, right? Yeah, yeah. He, for um, sure. he was, uh, for those of you that are airplane bus, he's a, a Spitfire mechanic. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So, he was in the UK for a good three years doing that. Uh, and the funny thing is, he used to do all the drawings of BC Wildlife on the Spitfires for the pilots. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So, That's cool. Yeah. So I have it. I should send you a picture. There's one of a, a Spitfire that I, I literally just stumbled across from some guy's Facebook page that was from my old man's squadron with a picture of a Lynx. No way. That he did of a Dude, head on a Spitfire. Yeah, I'll send it to you. So, yeah, it's yeah, pretty I cool. say that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's, it's pretty sweet. I might even I can show you after it's from my phone. Wow. Um, so fast forward, so he did he did that for three years, went over to uh after D Day and was in Belgium and France and then and then got he he actually got married in the UK at a really young age, brought his new wife and came back to Vancouver and started in the graphic design business and became a graphic artist and was big so this would be going forward to the forties, early fifties, and then really got into hunting. You know, he bought his where did he buy it from? Got some of the older guys listening will remember it. Harkley and Haywood, I think it was. I think it became Hunters, which became Reliable, I think, or Italian Sporting Goods. He bought it, a Model 94 mm-hmm. uh, Winchester 3030 and did that all through the 50s. And he was he was painting a lot, but, you know, he had to make a living. And he was doing a lot of graphic design for, uh, at the time, BC Electric, which became BC Transit and stuff like that. Yeah. And, wow. But he was still doing wildlife on the side, but he couldn't make a dollar, right? Wow. So then fast forward to the 60s. He just really got into it and started a magazine called Western Fishing Game. He started a magazine. Yeah, he started in '65. Really? Yeah. Cool. Si- yeah, '65. So um, that's one way to ensure so, that you get paid good rates for your artwork. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Magazine, yeah. I mean, it was nothing fancy or anything, yeah. but it was solely based on hunting and fishing in yeah. British Columbia. So, yeah, cool. So he did that for about ten years. So I kind of grew up so in that mon- environment. Monthly, quarterly. Uh, I think it was like. 10 issues 10 issues a year so oh yeah okay yeah cool. yeah so i don't know what months he probably he probably skipped when he was hunting and stuff like that yeah yeah, yeah. skip hunting season. yeah yeah it's kind of like us the podcast can become a little bit more infrequent like right at the beginning of hunting season. i think oh yeah that's great <laughs> but i don't know a lot of people text and like we're driving we need podcasts yeah we're driving to a hunt yeah. oh no Come it's on. freaking outstanding <laughs> material it's awesome so you know he um so at the time that's when conservation started to become important and you know, I'm not sure if there was more science in it back then or if it was just like old guys in the government day saying, we've got to have some control over what's going over here because we don't mm. want what happened in the early 1900s to, to rape, pillage, and burn what happened in the States and the Buffalo mm. and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff, right? So, um, yeah, he was really big into that. You you had to have a hunting license. You had to go through the process. You had to, you know, you you know, it's funny you've commented on your... Uh, on your podcast about not naming mountains and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. He was the same thing. So it would be like, where are you oh, going? Yeah. I'm going to that mountain. What do you mean? Where is it? It's by that river and it's over that creek. Yeah. That's it. That's all he would say, yeah, right? Yeah. And still to this day, if he was alive, he would say that. So whenever they wrote an article, that's what it would be about. The only time he would name an area in an article that he was writing for the magazine would be if it was just very common knowledge. Right. But otherwise, he would just say Williams Lake. Or, yeah. you know, he might mention like Dragon Lake up there or something like that or Lac yeah. Lejeune or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, Pretty general. Yeah. I mean, he, there was a couple articles where he'd talk about an island, right? Yeah. They're hunting on an island. Well, it was Bowen Island. 
Yeah. Yeah, you could hunt with a rifle on Bowen Island at the time. That was in the article. Yeah, that was it. It was in the article. So yeah, that yeah. article that you sent us was that from his magazine? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that was I enjoyed reading that. Yeah, I, I, I think that was one of the early No, that was one of the later ones. That okay. would have been like late 70s. So the the article obviously listeners haven't seen it. We can we post that? Sure. We can probably we throw up a link to that or something like that. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Throw it on the website. Sure. We'll throw, we'll figure th- something we'll out. We'll throw something out. It was probably up. through Instagram. It's got to be Instagram. It was called, um, titled, it was called, titled Suicidal Deer. Yeah. And it Super was. Super interesting. It was, it was <laughs> interesting title. Yeah. And it was cool. It was like an insight. We got to like meet your dad. I felt like I got to meet your dad through that article. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a cheeky little bastard. Oh yeah. And I kind of, kind of related to that. I was like, this is good. Um, it was the, the, the article had good banter in it. Um, and the gist of the article, if anybody doesn't go and read it. They should. Was talking about how many deer die because are hunted and are killed because of a slip up or sheer luck, yeah. opposed to just the hunter's prowess. Yeah, and right. I like, put my hand up. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like there might be like one deer that I've actually beaten at its own game the rest have been right yeah a slip up a or victim of opportunity yeah yeah, yeah. that's yeah, like yeah. i've i've very little hunting but like the little white tail hunting i've done all three deer that i've shot fall in that category of like i'm just i'm just there at the right place yeah and the deer walks like the first two deer i shot were like 40 and 50 yards and they just walked out in front of me yeah, Mangalota. I did. I just I read that and I just went. You guys should probably read this because yeah. it's it is kind of indicative of what his personality was. He yeah. was, uh, yeah, he was a bit of a smartass. Yeah, that's I mean, I, I kind of he guy. was he was like me. He was the youngest of the family. Makes right? for good writing. Yeah, yeah. Now remember, he had no formal education with writing. None. He he only had a little bit of education on the art side. Mostly um, after the war, he took some graphic design courses for advertising and things like that. So yeah, he was pretty much self taught. That's fantastic. I yeah. like that. Uh, so, like, you're talking about all the different things that he did through his life. It's cool that, like, that that uh, the art sort of followed through in every category. The art was always yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like drawing yeah. as a kid, or the magazine, or the the painting on the the planes. And well, he used to have shows um, later in life. So this would be like late '70s, early to mid '80s. Um, you know, he had, a, I guess you could call it a clientele, but he had people that were purchasing his paintings and stuff. So he used to have shows at different hotels downtown. I used to love that, right? It yeah. was really cool just being there, helping them set up and experiencing what the shows are about. And then, you know, each animal would have a little story because the animals that he painted, he's seen. Like right. he used to do little photograph trips and I used to go with them. He had a Volkswagen Westphalia. And awesome. just going out into the oh, bush. Man. I but love this is, the mental image that yeah. I'm getting here. Oh yeah. So this was film days, eh? Yeah. Yeah. So, so okay, I mean, so you were when we were chatting on Instagram a little bit, you were saying that he used a, a Canon AE one film yes. camera. Yes. That's sweet. I have one at home. I need to oh, you're I kidding. should I should uh, take it out hunting sometime. Yeah, so it's like you know, you've got twenty four opportunities to take these yeah. pictures, right? So he would take thousands of pictures. In fact, he had a family friend build him a filing cabinet. I don't know. You guys probably don't remember what libraries are like, but when I was a kid, we had the library. <laughs> I know. Well, we had the Dewey Decimal System. Eh? You go into yeah. the library, you have the little filing cabinets yeah. with the little cards. Well, my yeah. old man had one of that with thousands of photographs. Yeah. So what he would cool. do, all his art, he would reference the photographs so of the like animals. Photos for reference. For yeah, I mean, drawing. 
Yeah, exactly. But uh, I mean, there was some animals you just can't photograph. So right, right. he would, he, you know, he. Would I would refer like to, to say the uh, reference photographs of the lynx. Yeah, yeah, that would be a tough one. Yeah, eh? yeah. imagine. <laughs> yeah. Do you but, do you um, have like those reference photos kicking around still? No, no, that's another story for another okay. day. Okay. Yeah. Um, but you know, he. I, I hate to say this because I don't. You know, hopefully nobody's going to get angry at Miss because I'm not a big supporter of this kind of place. But he used to go to the Vancouver Game Farm out in Aldergrove. That's a zoo now. Yeah, whatever. That's what he used to call it when I was a kid, right? The Vancouver Game, Game Farm. Farm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and there was they had some uh, they had some some wolves there and some moose and some uh, they had some muleys there and stuff like that. So mm. he used to. He oh, got to know. Pictures there. Yeah, he'd actually get in the pen with these things. He got in the pen with the wolves and stuff. The owners and yeah, and got some decent pictures and. I'm not a bit, I, I, you know, I, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings if they're a supporter of those kind of places. I'm, he was not big into it, so it was kind of a compromise he'd have to make. Yeah, and I'm definitely not able into, to get that reference. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. that was kind of, he did what he had to do. So, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it was, uh, wolves are freaking cool. That is my favorite, yeah. most favorite animal under the freaking sun. No comparison. Yeah, really? Yeah. We saw one in Powell River once. We, it was my sister and my dad and I, we were looking for this fishing slough um, that he had as a kid and of course it's changed a lot right and we were going up this old forest service road that had been decommissioned so it was pretty grown over it's probably about four or five feet wide and we come around the corner and there's a wolf staring at us and i'm just like holy crap holy crap and he's gone like like that just second right yeah. so i ran up there and we didn't have a camera at the time the tracks were like I'm, I'm holding my hand, folks. It's like a big friggin' pancake size. Like it yeah. was yeah, a good wow. six inches across. Like these are a big it's beast, a powerful right? Animal, eh? Yeah, yeah. They're pretty. Uh, they're That's pretty cool, cool to see. Yeah. yeah. I'm just gonna do a quick pause. One sec. Yeah. <laughs> Momentary technical pause. All good. Um, I've never seen a wolf. I'd love to. I would love to see. We were talking about wolves just recently. Um, was I a part of that? Uh, no. I've seen a wolf before. Okay. I've seen a wolf pup, an Arctic wolf pup. That'd be pretty cool. All right, I haven't yeah. seen a me and, size It was Arctic me and Shatsy talking about... Actually, no, I have. Wolves. From like super far away. Just like a... a yeah, you must have saw them when you were up in none of it. Yeah. Doing the hunting. Just kind of like trotting in the distance, but they're I'd, cool. I, I would... I um. The yeah. guide, just quickly, the guide that I was with, he we saw some wolf pups and he was like... He chased them into like this brushy like little creek bed area. And like, try. He was his plan was to like grab one of them or something. I don't know. <laughs> He's just kind of being funny. And then later, we were we were looking for wolves, um, and he he went like crawling into this wolf's den. <laughs> he went into the yeah, den. Yeah, he like crawled like like just like kind of like half like put his torso in it just to like look and see if there were any in there. It's like holy cow, man! He's got life insurance. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't know how that would work. Some gnarly stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's nuts. Um, well, I, I saw one. I, I actually had one. This is going to sound really odd. We had one in our house. Um, many me- folks, just so you know, I'm a lot older than these gentlemen here. Not by much. Oh, double almost. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you guys be hanging out with my kid. It's all good. <laughs> many, many years ago, there was a wildlife biologist by the name of Tommy Tompkins. Cool name. Yeah. And he that was a bit cool. of a filmmaker. Like if you Google nice. him, it'll, it'll show up. Right. He was an old friend of my dad's and I'm trying to remember the story. He used to go around to the elementary schools and tell this story. He didn't actually bring the wolf with him, but he, he fished a wolf cub, a wolf uh, pup out of a river. 
that obviously had fallen in Whoa. and was drowning. And he fished it out wow. and he raised it for a couple of no years. No way. Yeah. So I remember, I, I vaguely remember this. Um, so I probably would have been in like preschool or kindergarten. So what is that? Four or five years old? Yeah, uh, something like that. Yeah. yeah, Edith's in kindergarten now. She'll be three in December. So. Okay, so it's probably so four. In or something. <laughs> I feel you like dr- that's preschool. You drop her off somewhere, right? Twice a week. She goes, yeah, to, a, yeah. she goes to a Oh, place. that's probably preschool. You drop her off, don't yeah. ask any questions. Don't ask any questions, yeah. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> um, so I was probably, so you're young, anyway. Yeah, I was young. I was young. And I just remember this this beast coming into our living room. Wow. Yeah. Like it was full grown? Oh, Yeah. Holy yeah, you can't. Shit. But this was it was pretty. I mean, it was domesticated. I mean, he ended up having to uh, ship it off somewhere to like a, a refuse or something like that. But it was. I just remember thinking this like, holy crap! Like this thing is massive. Wow. And then when he came to our school, they had pictures of it. And this is a big guy. This is a big strapping woodsman type guy. And a, like it would get up onto his shoulders, folks. Like he'd be standing up straight, and it would put its front feet on his shoulders and its head would be well above the guy's head wow like up like that yeah it was pretty cool cool, so ever since then i I just think they're the coolest i feel like you couldn't do that at a school nowadays no you don't get me started on that (laughs) (laughs) that's super cool yeah i would interfere my my dad had a pet raccoon as a kid but that that doesn't even touch that still pretty cool Yeah, whatever Edith's school thing is that she goes to, I don't know exactly oh, what yeah, it's called. Oh yeah, you're talking about this. She's they do like a, I'm sure there'll be a show and tell at some point. Yeah, and I just hope that she picks something cool. Brings mine. this. Lab. Yeah, I hope, she, yeah I, hope the, I hope she grabs like a set of antlers or some goat horns or yeah. like something cool to take in for show. She yeah. won't. She'll take in like some stupid teddy or something. But <laughs> I remember once in a while I listened to Ranella's podcast. Eh? Yeah, and. Uh, I remember one, he was talking about his kids going to school. From what I remember, I think he lived just over the border at one point or another in Seattle. Yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. So I remember him talking about taking his kids because they like to go fishing on the, in the Pacific Northwest and stuff. But um, his kids would go to school and then, you know, normal talk and they go, what do you have for lunch? And kids would say bologna sandwich or tuna fish or chicken salad. And they'd say like musk ox, elk. And apparently that was a hmm. big deal. So you know that that's pretty freaking cool. That cool. I think that's going to happen with with my kids. See, that's that's what I was going to get at. I think that would be really yeah. So we just went hunting me, Nick, and Eric. Um, four days unsuccessful in the terms of a harvest. But as mm-hmm. soon as we get home, like I left the guy, I pulled in the driveway in a million miles an hour, and I said bye, and I ran upstairs because I knew I was going to be able to catch the kids for bedtime. Oh yeah, right on. Yeah. And as soon as I walk in, she's like, <laughs> she's on me. Did you bring me a bear? <laughs> did you bring me a deer and i'm like no babe i'm sorry I, 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 I didn't well why not you'll have to try again you'll have to go like where is it <laughs> it was pretty and you're like i love you that's yeah that's, i'm like you hear this mommy like she's telling me to go yeah. again yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, 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 yeah it was pretty good cool. gotta go so you said like all this hunting stuff was happening with your dad but before you got into it or what, what did you say yeah um yeah i'll kind of touch on that so I don't know if I commented earlier in the episode, but I, I, I didn't coin this phrase, but I can Nick, what was it when I was saying when we came in here? I'm a, I'd like to consider myself now a senior, what is it? They say adult, oh, that's right. adult onset hunter. And I kind of played on that and I said, senior adult reentry hunter. <laughs> so yeah. I, maybe I'll quantify that a little bit. So, um, I kind of started out on domestic life, like getting married and getting involved in life fairly early. I was in my, uh, 
you know, 19, 20, 21 years old. And I got, invest, uh, in, I got involved in the finance field um, in downtown Vancouver. And I got preoccupied with kind of that downtown living, um, fast lifestyle, wanted to make a ton of money, want to drive a fancy car, all that kind of stuff. Right. And that was quite contrary to how I was brought up. Oh, yeah. Like flip mm-hmm. side. So there was a bit of tension between me and my dad at that point. Even though I kind of, I kind of, I kind of joked around with him one day, and I said, "It's kind of your fault, Dad." He goes, "What the hell are you talking about, right?" And he goes, "Remember that art show you had, and the, our neighbor came over, and he couldn't make the show, but you were showing like twenty-one paintings, and he wanted to have a look at your paintings." And I go, "Yeah." Do you remember he bought like eleven paintings on the spot? He goes, "Yeah." He basically almost bought out my whole show. He go. Well, that kind of clicked inside my head. I want to be able to do that. <laughs> yeah. Because it was yeah. big money back then, no, right? Because, I mean, you know, I don't want to say the prices, but, you know, it was significant. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of got me intrigued. And then I'll be honest with you, it's not something I'm super proud of, but I kind of went down that road. Um, thank God I met my wife that way, got married. We met in the business and stuff. And we have two wonderful kids and and uh, a princess for a wife because she married me and stayed. Um so that that kind of led in for a few years. So I'm going to fast track a little bit. And I still had a fairly strong relationship with my old man. We talked almost every day. Mm-hmm. And we I try and visit him and stuff like that. He was big into golf, so I would try and play some golf with I'm him. Sorry he was into golf. Pardon me? I'm sorry he was into golf. Yeah. You have to, you have to understand about my old man. He was type A. Yeah. Anything he did, it was a thousand percent. Yeah. So Don't that's know why nothing about that. Yeah, he had. <laughs> well, he hunted thousand percent. He yeah. fly fished thousand yeah. percent. He golfed a thousand percent. Like it was just and that. That results in like, like the the amazing artwork and. Stuff I think like so. That. Yeah, I think it's all part and parcel. So uh, I can't even draw a straight line with a freaking ruler. I'm not kidding <laughs> you. I can't do it. I just can't do it. I have to use a computer. Um, so again, fast forward. I lost my father in two thousand and four. It was kind of a sudden thing. He got sick pretty quick. So I'll be honest with you, that was a real tough grind for me because I was still involved in this particular business that I wasn't really proud to be part of. Hmm. And so that was my single biggest regret was not kind of mending my ways with him a little bit. That being said, we were still pretty tight. I was his only son and, and it was it was yeah. good that way. So fast forward a little bit and I've got my own kids and my daughter's in her early to late teens and without getting into too much detail, she got pretty sick mm-hmm. for a couple of years. She dropped a ton of weight. Um, she does. She will not mind me saying this because mm-hmm. she's she's an open book. She went from she she had two black belts, uh, a ball player. Ball is really big in, in White Rock, South Surrey, where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Baseball, yeah, no softball, softball, like, yeah. but hardball, like fast pitch. Yeah, 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 right. And uh, she had two black belts in in uh, uh, Korean mixed martial arts. She went from 147 pounds to 89 pounds in about four months. Holy wow. smokes, yeah. dude! Yeah, yeah, she was pretty sick. Like uh, that was probably the most stressful time in her life. Like I could lose a whole ton of money or something like that. I didn't care. And all of a sudden, food became really frigging important. Mm-hmm. Like what mm. we're eating. So I. You know, the wonders of the internet. I'm doing all this research and finding out that, like, we eat really shitty food. Everybody yeah. does. Like, I'm going to Costco buying this stuff in stacks of 10 and 20, mm-hmm. and I don't really know what it is. Nope. I had ice and cream like, for McDonald's on the way here. Yeah. Well, that's that's nothing compared to what's in their McNuggets, right? Yeah. And, you know, then I, I walked, did some more research, and I went, we used to take our kids to McDonald's and drink, do those stupid Happy Meals. Yeah. Which is nothing but crap. 
probably better off eating the box. I'm no guilty. I have McDonald's, doubt. but yeah. Well, yeah. I, you know what? You're working as fast food drive through. I mean, they've improved a lot. Remember back then, it was like the McNuggets were a paste, right? Mm-hmm. Just like boom, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah. Them out, squirt so, down. so that became really important. We we were uh, we were seeing a dietitian, and we were doing a lot of work that way. And all of a sudden, it clicked on. I go, I was not raised this way. I was raised like my mom used to come home, and it would take her like an hour and a half to prepare dinner, right? Like it was yeah. always mm-hmm. good frigging food, yeah. always. Food. Always. Yeah. Like there was always something green on the plate. There was always a protein. There was, and it was like, I was, you know, there was no pop. There was no friggin' fruit loops or yeah, yeah, any yeah. of that crap. So I kind of deviated off that path. And then I thought about it and I went, why am I not getting back into hunting? Like, so that's what clicked it on. And then one thing led to another. And, and I've gone out a few times. Unfortunately, I'm sorry to say I haven't been successful with some buddies of mine, but it just, you know, I got to put a little more effort into it. But, you know, I, I joke around with my daughter. Her name's Amanda. And she was the one that sparked my senior, whatever, re-entry, <laughs> re-entry yeah, yeah. on set hunting. <laughs> and she's now a vegan. <laughs> so now I'm going to, again, she, I'll be honest with you. She's a vegan of conscience. And I'll tell you why. Factory farming is not welcome in our house. And that's mm. why she yeah. does not believe that the domestication of certain animals to be raised as food and treated the way they're treated is completely obscene. Yeah, right? I, I agree with that. And I totally, and that's what, that's why we actually, you know, she respects how I feel. I respect how her feels. She's feeling, she's doing a lot better, both physically and mentally. And she understands where I'm coming from. I understand where she's mm-hmm. coming from. Mm-hmm. With that so, mindset, would she eat a deer if you shot a deer? No, no. not no. She wouldn't. Okay, no, it just really wouldn't high. happen. Yeah, um, you know, she's kind of capitulating a little bit. I think she's looking at some seafood and stuff like that because she hates beans. <laughs> the what about those eggs I just gave you? No, I don't think so. She wouldn't go for the eggs. No, she won't go for the eggs. Oh, and it's funny I because I explained eggs. to her that eggs are unfertilized friggin' things that are just on the ground, right? Yeah, but she, you know, it becomes an argument so we avoid it yeah well yeah. i guess yeah i mean don't want to shit on farmers but we're good. <laughs> no but i mean i'm talking like i hey no i respect the farmers my brother was a farmer up in yeah. McBride, bc for years right but this factory industrial farming down in the states is just wrong at every freaking level it just is. yeah it's like it's it's a very interesting question when you get into it it's like how do we in a in a world that's like pr- probably overpopulated, how do you feed everyone? But then also, how do you do it ethically? And I don't know. Is there is there? It's a tough. I mean, there? we can't. Seven billion people it's can't big, be vegetarians. It's not physically possible, questions. right? Yeah. No. And like seven billion people can't also hunt. No, and we yeah. have yeah. something exactly. Give. But we got canine yeah. teeth for a friggin' reason, and that's deep protein. As far as I'm, yeah. you know, as far as I'm concerned. But, um, and the other thing is that my dad taught me was have a huge amount of respect for what goes on in the woods because Hmm. you're going to take that animal or that fish. So he's sacrificing so you can take care of your family. Don't ever forget that. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's what it is. You know, maybe that's why it kind of bugs me sometimes when you hear about these guys doing that hog hunting from frigging helicopters and all this kind of stuff. I, it kind of rubs me the wrong way. Right. Um, But have this huge amount of respect for an animal that's been on this earth longer than we friggin' have, mm-hmm. which I always thought was really cool. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. yeah. So he was, yeah, he was a devout conservationist. Um, I gave you those prints. Those, those were, those prints were uh, 40 pieces of BC wildlife that was done by the Ministry of Environment. And I got to think, I think it was 81 or 82. It was over about a two or three year span. 
It was when these scratch and win tickets started to become popular and okay. the ministry did, they contracted my dad. My dad did a lot of work from the Ministry of Environment back then cool. in the Socra days, right? A lot mm-hmm. of the graphics for signage and a lot of graph. his, his, um, some of, oh, sorry. Some did, of his, some, some of point, his work is still in the fishing regs and stuff like that. Did at some point the artwork pay his way? Did at some point he get to, did he dump the graphic design? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, so, so he became he became an artist. I That's mean, good to hear. He, yeah, I'm yeah. Glad to hear like, him. Oh, sorry, I, I was getting I a little worried. Like, oh shit. <laughs> no, no. He he uh, he quit being a graphic artist when he started the magazine in '65. Okay. Oh, okay. So now, the magazine, there was, was a little it. bit of a you know there was some tough times in the '70s in BC where he kind of did some contract work for some advertising companies and stuff like that. You got to pay the bills. You know, interest rates were going through the roof yeah. and and stuff like that. But no, he his primary his job was an artist he was a painter 100 percent. what happened to that magazine now um again mid-70s couldn't pay the bills and you know what he it wanted to get reboarded it's at closed no, no it just closed and he dedicated he wanted to dedicate himself to the art right because he did all the art for the magazine yeah occasionally wow. there'd be a photograph on the cover but most of it was my father's art really yeah and so it would be like articles like would he write everything to her? No, no, no. He was he was a, a publisher, the editor, yeah. and then he did write some stuff, and then but, he would illustrate for like the to go along with the stories. Exactly, like exactly. Really so cool. I, you so know, those these drawings are, that we saw, like in that article you sent us, that'd be like his drawing as well. Correct. Cool. Yeah, and he got some pretty well known local guys to like Lee Strait and uh, Jim Kilburn and stuff like that to write for him. He compiled a book of articles written by now I'm going to digress this is a little bit on the fly fishing front for fly BC game fly. fish. Okay. Right. And it was all articles done by local writers and he did all the artwork for it. And for those of you who know him, uh, Roderick Haig Brown did the, the, uh, forward who okay. is a legend in the BC fishing community, you know, and they named it a provincial a, park after him. So there's a, there's a book that you, your dad published. He published in 1970 or 71. We're going to get a yeah. copy of that too. I'll get you a copy. There's not a lot, but I'll get you. Well, I'll just I'll send I'll send your copy back to you. I'll just I'd like to read yeah. it. Yeah, no, it's pretty cool. It is. It's it's neat. Man, this is wicked. I can't believe. Yeah, I can't believe it's taking you this long to jump back into it. I don't want to go down that. Path, no, I, I that's I fine. I just yeah. like I I get. It. I don't know. Yeah. Um. I'll be honest. When when you were um you doing your thing on was it the last podcast where you opened that? Yeah. Yeah, that choked me up a little bit. Did it really? Yeah, I'm, I'm not. Emo- I'm not. I'm not really an openly emotional guy at all. But that that did choke me up a little bit because um, you're having flashbacks, right? And he's he's mm. been gone long enough now where I I kind of put the negative part behind me that we had. Yeah, yeah. And it's all positive, right? And I was doing flashbacks to like going to Corbett Lake and then driving up the logging roads outside Merritt looking for grouse and yeah, 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 and and things like that. I remember. Well, I briefly told you that the very first grouse I shot, we were car hunting. We called it because I mean, basically in the morning, the grouse are going to fill in their gizzard with the rocks and stuff yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. right? So we come down this logging road and we see this grouse and I had a cooey single shot. Um, Can I which, classic? Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And it literally was a single shot and you've seen one, right? Oh, yeah, you know, it had that little bolt that yeah, pulled back yeah. and then, yeah, and it iron sights on it, fully unadjustable. So I, I think my dad was pretty nervous. I was going to wing this bird, which, which would have been problematic. And uh, so he had, I think he had a 20 gauge. So he's got his 20 gauge there just in case. And boom, I got it right through the breast. It was dead as a friggin' doornail, right? So I literally, that feels like yesterday. Really? I can't remember work last week. But I remember that yesterday. That speaks to And then we were fishing on Corbett Lake, which was, yeah. Corbett Lake's a beautiful place just outside of Merritt. It's like a private fishing place. I fished a bunch of those lakes outside of Merritt. Um, 
beautiful country, eh? Great. Yeah. Like, really cool. Um, not my favorite for hunting. But no, there's not. No. It's no. Not, not, where I, not where I want to spend my time hunting. I know there's, I know there is good hunting around, but I'd much prefer to uh, go there and fish. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's where I've been, like, in the last couple of years with, uh, with a buddy I met through, well... I, I was a search and rescue volunteer. Oh, were you? Really? Yeah, with with uh, Surrey, we covered White Rock, Surrey Delta, and still uh, are. No, no, no. I had to give that up just because it's a young man sport. Yeah, yeah. Again, that was kind of the social conscious thing my dad instilled in me was kind of giving back to the community and stuff like that, right? So, I would love to. Yeah, I would awesome. love to do search and rescue. Yeah, it's it's I think pretty. My wife would leave me off. If I added. It's well, that's light. the other thing. It's extremely time. It, it's quite time consuming. Yeah, yeah. Because where do you go? Train once a week. Yeah, once or twice a week, and, yeah, and oh, then really? and then every call you go to, pretty much. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and some of them are pretty ungodly hours. I also did some marine stuff with an organization called Royal Canadian Marine Search and Rescue, oh, which yeah. is a predecessor to the Coast Guard Auxiliary. That was fun because I love being on the water, and I love spending other people's money putting gas in someone else's boat and then <laughs> yeah, going for us. <laughs> but again, that's another story altogether. But uh, but I met this gentleman through Search and Rescue and we did a couple of quick little hunting trips, day trips up to uh, a certain area just the side of Princeton, just past the Manningart Gate. You know, you see little does walking around, but it was pretty anticlimactic. And then I've done a couple of trips with another acquaintance of mine up there and it just, it, it hasn't panned out, but uh, I'm pumped. You, you should be. Yeah. Are yeah. you going you, you, to put some more time into it this year? Like I'm going to try this how, year. How, yeah. how long ago would you say the re-entry to hunting occurred for you? The thought pattern? No, the re-entry to hunt. Oh, well, three years ago. Three years ago? Yeah. And so, been, folks, I'm 52. And so. you've been going hard in the paint? For last Not as hard as I want to, yeah. but that has to change now. I had a li- again. I've had a little bit of epiphany in the last couple of years that yeah. life is too short, right? I had some some acquaintance of mine pass away from the big C and stuff like that, and I had one just recently, and it's kind of changed the way I think a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow, yeah. So, and then I'll be honest with you, I had a little bit of a medical scare um, a couple of years ago. I didn't really tell any. I told my wife, but that was about it. So I had some back surgery earlier this year. Oh shit! Nothing too major, but uh, still backpack out of deer though. Oh, you can do all that stuff, yeah. So I've been hiking a lot with my son in the North Shore Mountains where I li- where I grew up. Yeah. And uh, you remember we were talking about the mental game, right? I don't think he's going to listen to this because he'd probably hit me upside the head. But he was <laughs> he was kind of having a tough goal. Yeah, hope he's not going to listen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he will. He listens to everything. So yeah, um, <laughs> he was having a bit of a tough go of it, and he wasn't feeling too hot. And this is where the mental thing is. He's in better shape than I am, and I just I just said you got to do this. You can't even think about it. You just gotta, you just gotta, you just gotta push the envelope here, right? You gotta think outside your box and get outside your comfort zone. So now you're outside your comfort zone. So just push that little farther. Let's go to that. We're doing some switchbacks and they're pretty steep. Yeah. I go. Let's go there. Okay. Let's go there. Let's go there. And he made it. Nice. And he and it was a mental thing, right? Yeah, so because yeah. he's trying to get ready for his his uh, his new career. And he's trying to train mentally to to push the envelope a little bit and push himself. And uh, you know, he said to me, he goes, "That was pretty cool." He's going to come hunting with us. Nick and I hiked to the night the other day. Did you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we hiked in, then put like, all right, headlamps on, kept going. You know, it's funny. He's uh, he's joining the military, but he hasn't really expressed an interest in hunting too much. No, no. Well, I don't know if they go hand in hand. What's he What's he going to do in the military? Uh, ground pounder. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of think he'd be interested. Yeah, he's got some school, university buddies that were in the, uh, one of them was in the Royal Marines in the UK. 
the other one was British Army, and yeah. he's got some buddies that did some U.S. stuff in Afghanistan and things like that. So mm. we don't talk about that at home very much. Mums don't like to hear that stuff. No, no. but you know, how what? old is he? Twenty six, twenty seven. Yeah. What did he do before he decided to join the military? The school. All universities. Yeah. Time. What he did was he um, he wanted to join the military right out of his high school, and I said, I understand that decision. I support the thought pattern that you want to make that decision. But what I'd like to see you do, I'll give you two years of school and you need to travel. Yeah. Right. Because I didn't do that. And, and it's one of my regrets. Right. So, you know, he did a couple of years at, uh, at Kwantlen up in Surrey, uh, poli sci and this kind of stuff that really interested him. And then he went down to South America with some family down in Brazil for six months. Then he came back and at the time we were really into scuba diving. So he didn't want to go back to school. He wanted to join the military. And I said, okay, well, I so. I said, Dad, do you agree with me? And I go, I agree that you want to do this. What I want you to do is irrelevant because I don't want to tell you what you should do. You have to make that decision and I will support your decision 100% and so will mom. So that's what we did. And then, you know, there was some certain situations that arose with the government. He had to put that off for a couple of years and then he had to, you know, he wanted to take care of some personal matters and stuff. And then unfortunately with the COVID thing, everything got put on hold. Mm. But now he just found out he's probably a month away or two months away from going. Nice. Yeah. That's exciting. Well, it's a bad time of the year, but Christmas and stuff like that. Yeah. But it is what it is. He wants, he wants to start out on his life. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. He's getting in. Yeah. No, it's, I, I'm totally pumped. Yeah. Yeah. If I could, I, I, if I could have like seven lives, one of them, I would definitely be in the military. Though. One of them would be yeah. fully special forces, Chris. <laughs> 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 they just thought like, has that come out on the podcast before? Probably. Yeah, you've been calling me a special forces Chris somewhere. Yeah. Tactical hunter. I, no, it definitely I comes know. out in the in the backcountry a lot, but because I get all like stern faced and just do stuff. Yeah. I'm gonna that's okay. hike through the night and hunt all day and hike all night. <laughs> that was you making yeah. fun of me. Yeah. <laughs> well he's he's just a patriotic like kid, eh? Yeah. Like he's he's not like your typical American kid waving the flag, but he just wants to serve his country. That's yeah. Great. Yeah. That's cool. yeah. So I did uh, no comparison, but mild. Uh, when I was a youngster, I was in the cadets. Yeah, so was I. Um, yeah. And like, no way does that compare to military service, but it's, it's an insight, and I was I loved it. I loved everything about it. Um, I wanted to join the air force and be a pilot, but turns out I hated school like a <laughs> lot. I really hated school, which is funny because I I uh, I just about failed English. Like I'm sure I, I think I just squeaked by and. I'm assuming this is the Australian equivalent of high school. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I like was just about failing most things. I think I came out like, yeah, it wasn't great. I wasn't getting into any university courses, that's for sure. And I've got published articles in magazines. So Boom. Well, that's, suck hey, on that, English teacher. Yeah. Well, that's like my dad. He never took any writing courses whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I don't think that article could make it in National Geographic that I sent you guys, but I thought it was rather entertaining. It was very entertaining. It's awesome. yeah, yeah. Um, it's just the highlights, yeah, finding what actually makes people tick. I had one yeah. good I had one good teacher in school with the English and I like I I remember being a kid and I she we had to write something and this teacher just told me, Chris, just write about something that you're passionate about. Yeah. And I yeah. you know what? I wrote how to do some something to my bike. I like how to. I was really into riding a BMX yeah. when I was a kid, and I wrote like how to like service something or change change something. Yeah, that was like the one piece of writing that I did in school that I got good marks for. 
Yeah, well, that's awesome, pa- you're yeah. passionate about it, right? Yeah. See, that's what my, I guess that's what the big problem I had with, not the big problem, the big issue I had with my father back in uh, the late 80s when I graduated high school. And I did, I did a year at a local college in economics and stuff. And I was getting into a business because I saw dollar signs, but I wasn't passionate about it. And he knew that was going to be a mistake. But he mm-hmm. had to let me make that mistake. Unfortunately, I made that mistake for longer than I cared to. Oh, admit yeah 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 so you I mean you know now i do a job it's i love my job i'm seven minutes from my office i get to talk to people i get to go i don't my every day is different it's i have a ton of flexibility so yeah yeah whereas before i was kind of landlocked to getting up at four in the morning being downtown vancouver at five thirty in the morning um coming home being grumpy and stuff like that and you know it was tough yeah it was tough no kidding yeah um so your phrase are like when you were growing up, like I'm sure you guys ate some absurd things. Was yeah, that, lots of birds. Like he was big into pheasant hunting and stuff. Like he, he used to go, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to kill myself here. My very first dog was a golden lab. That was a gift from Winchester. Um, a gift from Winchester, the rifle manufacturer? Correct. Yeah. They gave, him, they, they gave him a 12 gauge uh, over under shotgun and a golden lab. No, and they what? took us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they uh, I think, I can't remember if it was Ontario or Quebec, and they flew him back for a pheasant hunting trip. Really? Yeah. 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 This was a cool dog, man. Wow. Really? Well, like I saw, that was a golden lab, right? Yep. Yeah. That, yeah, that dog, uh, yeah, that was one cool dog. Yeah, so that dog actually, you know, I'm probably going to butcher this story. That dog put itself between a car and my sister. Wow. Yeah. What was its name? Coco. Coco. Yeah. Um, he had a big patch on his lower hind leg where, where the uh, the fur wouldn't, the hair wouldn't grow anymore because he got smoked by a car. Really? Oh, and that, that car was like, he put himself between that car and my older sister. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a very cool dog. Never forget that. I'm putting all the brands we work for on blast. Yeah. Where's my dog? <laughs> Where's my dog? <laughs> all right i'm love hats great i want a dog somebody send me a dog <laughs> yeah well I, well I mean you know i was a 12 year old kid and i was fly fishing with old hardy gear yeah oh yeah yeah it's funny i my old dad my dad's old fly rod i had it all sent it to a guy in vancouver island about 10 no just after he passed away so 2005 2006 had it completely redone i'll never use it it's a glass rod right yeah it's he- you know it's heavy as a brick yeah but it's all redone back to mint condition a nice hardy glass rod yeah Dated like 71 or 72. Cool. That's yeah. super cool. Growing up with a dad that was just so in it. it was, so I mean, it wasn't all, hey, it wasn't all better roses, right? No, so, I know. Yeah, I know. I'm yeah. sure, yeah, like my kids are going to probably hate me. Like, yeah, dad was gone a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I must admit, like, uh, if there was, even when we weren't getting along, if there was an issue, he was there. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But uh, on the conservation front, that was always huge in our family, right? You so see- that's that's why he did a lot of the work for the Ministry of Environment. That's what that was centered around. Um, you see he was tied in with Ducks Unlimited. Well, he used to donate a painting every other year to Ducks Unlimited. Not the not the silent auction you see in Safeway, but they used to have actual get-togethers, right? Yeah, like banquets. banquets and stuff. Yeah, I've and, been to a couple of those banquets. Yeah, 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 they you, were. You yeah. spend a ton of money, Nick. You got to go to a couple of these things. Yeah, take cash. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is it's not like sheep show or anything like that down in the states, but almost. Uh, yeah, I'd say like yeah, maybe take a, a zero off the end of the values, but it's very similar mentality. And, it is. Yeah. 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 Well, no, there's some big dough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, I got a funny story about that because so my son played a fairly high level of hockey, 
And nice. don't put don't don't put your kids in hockey, man. It'll make you broke. I'm not. Okay, good. My kids can do jujitsu and they can yeah. hunt. Perfect. I like yeah. that we're back to hockey on the podcast. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm, I'm only I'm only going <laughs> to yes. touch on it, right? So, okay. you know, Eric's we we had kids. just moved yeah. from we had moved from the dark area of Richmond over to South Surrey. And uh, as you can tell, I wasn't fond of Richmond, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, you, you know, they're meeting buddies and he met his buddy through hockey. And I, I don't want to say his name, but so Nicholas is over at his buddy's house. I go over there to pick him up. Like, I don't, we don't know anybody, right? And I walk in the front door and I'm going like, what's that over there? And I, I see this, this print hanging in his living room. And I went, Oh, that's a really nice print you got. I knew it was, right? I go, yeah. that's a beautiful print you got over there. Oh, yeah. Well, my, my father gave that to me for my birthday. I went, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's one beautiful piece of art. That's a beautiful polar bear. So it's about three feet wide by about four feet tall. And it's a polar bear walking towards you, cool. mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. just that front view. And I went, oh, yeah. Where'd, uh, so where'd your dad go? Oh, my dad was really good friends with the artist. They used to go duck hunting all the time out in Ladner right. and stuff like that. Right? I go, oh, yeah, that's, that's good. That's good. What was his name? Oh, Jack Grundle. Oh, yeah. Not a very common name, is it, Stu? And he goes, no, I'm Pat Grundle. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. No so way. his father that's was cool, uh, was a good buddy of my dad's from the 40s and 50s. And his father was quite involved in Ducks Unlimited. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I mean, I don't want to say his name, but no, he no. donated an island to Ducks Unlimited out in uh, Ladner. Whoa. Yeah. Big bucks. Big bucks. Yeah. yeah. Holy so, shit. So, that's that you know, cool, it, it was funny. You just kind of come across this situation, right? Yeah. And it's funny, when he when he passed away in 2004, I was getting, like, messages just from people that I hardly even knew. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty neat. Cause that's got to feel good. It, 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 felt the, it felt the sting off losing him. Yeah. And gave you the... You know, remember I said, like, I, I tell the kids, I said... There's a positive spin on everything negative. You just got to freaking find it sometimes. Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes it takes a couple of days. And that was the positive thing. I started to realize like he was, uh, he had quite an impact on the way people might have conduct themselves, whether they were fly fishing or hunting or anything like that. So that's unreal. Yeah, it was fun. It was good. It was a good way to grow up. I just, like I said, one of my single biggest regret was that dark period in my life in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. And you weren't. Oh, huge. It was, it's yeah. a huge regret. Huge. Hmm. Yeah. Chasing dollar signs instead of. Yeah, which Watch is... Watch that running away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's tough, eh? We live in an area of town, of the country, that unfortunately, you got to think that way sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it sucks. You know, it really yeah, it's does. A bit, it's a bit of a trap. It is, it is. And I got caught up. I was weak, and I got caught up in it. And it took me a while, but I found the light, right? So... Love it. Yeah. But then um, uh, I was reading up on the backcountry hunters and anglers, and I went, that's pretty freaking cool. And then by that's when Mark, Mark, yeah, yeah, he had that little get together in that restaurant in Burnaby, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it's it's not something I could get involved in at the time, but that's something I would like to look at now going forward. Get back in there, man. I mean, yeah. we're not we're not running. Yeah. I mean, it's right kind of now. it's been a tough year, right? Because it's been a of, tough year. Everyone, yeah. well, everybody's feeling it on some capacity with everything COVID. Um, Good luck, yeah, Donald like, Trump. I hope you're feeling better. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh. Like with the, we'll, we'll get back to doing meetings, man. You should come down. No, I will. I will. Um, yeah. The membership's grown huge, and that well, I shouldn't even say the membership. The community, yeah, has just grown. And I mean, even Nick comes down and yeah, yeah, and, yeah. No, we have, a, we have a blast. It's funny. I, I don't remember the article, but I was reading. But they were talking about like um, the Humane Society and stuff like down the state. How it's just turned into a big friggin' corporate business and stuff like that. And then you look at like the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. How much money they have bought land 
mm-hmm. and turned it back into public land. Oh yeah. Right. And that's really intriguing. And I think the backcountry hunters to me is like, that's, that's all about awareness. Like the backcountry hunting was, yeah. Yeah. That's, and that's, uh, I mean, like we simply don't have that, those budgets at this point. And the, no, but you're, you're bringing awareness to exactly. what was going on. Right. Yeah. No, you know. re, I like to think that re-education, build the community, build the community. And then, you know, if I'm talking to you about it, you're talking to Nick about it. Nick's talking to people he works with. You know what I mean? Everyone's talking about it and yeah, just everyone's becoming aware and yeah i mean especially who would have thought there's the the grizzly bears aren't starving and they're not endangered who would have thought mm. <laughs> oh especially that one that was walking in downtown squamish right so yeah that one yeah, yeah. yeah. Really? Um, he looked just fine to me yeah it's no like eight or nine hundred pounds you haven't seen that one no oh, yeah. one in like the front yard of someone's property or something like that he's a healthy looking friggin bear yeah yeah wow. there's been a bunch of attacks this year yeah. yeah. Um, See, killed. that's where it is. Like, what you've got there, if I understand this correctly, and I haven't done a lot of research on it, you had an open forum where the government said, we want some input whether on this hunt should take place or not. Mm-hmm. And like two or 3,000 people um, from downtown Vancouver as they're sipping on their Starbucks lattes. Not even downtown Vancouver. No. That was open to. No, but the I mean, world. they, but that they were, that's where a lot of the votes came from, was from like a, an urban center where people just think grizzly bears aren't to be hunted. Yeah, I, I don't even think it was. I think there was even. I think that vote was even more polluted. I yeah. don't even think there was a prerequisite to live in this province. Oh, you're kidding! That. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah. Um, well, it, it, it was a. Well, yeah, it was very open, and so it was just. It was just people's opinion being smeared around, and that's what they act. So on. they flushed science down the nice. proverbial toilet and went on the emotional aspect mm-hmm. of it, right? Yeah, that's yeah, for people that are totally disconnected, people who've never even seen a grizzly bear, and read the bullshit article that says the grizzly bears are endangered and starving. Yeah, because we think it's our teddy bear that our kids go to sleep with at night and stuff like that, right? Yeah, I'm sick of seeing grizzly bears. Yeah, you're sick of what? Seeing the bloody things. They're, they are not <laughs> well. Oh yeah, no, it's yeah, they're everywhere. You're saying yeah, um, it's cool, and but it's, it's cool, like, but yeah, like they're everywhere. Well, and, not when you got a bunch of goat meat hanging in a tree. <clears throat> yeah, that wasn't good, but I mean even. Another BHA thing, like we're working with BC Parks on a couple of things, wildlife monitoring, mm-hmm. and there is cameras. We've got cameras out to catch grizzly bear activity. Yeah, a lot closer than you want to be. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. These yeah. things are not hours away. They're like an hour away, probably closer. Yeah. Well, Squamish is not that far away. Yeah. 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 Squamish, like just out, just beyond Chilliwack. There's Grizzly bears, like this is not, you know. Well, I mean, look at Port Moody, Port Coquitlam and stuff like that. I got a young lady that I work with. She literally took the video of this extremely healthy black bear hanging out in their cul-de-sac. Nice. Like this was not a garbage. I don't, I'm not going to, maybe that's not the right term. This was not a bear that was starving. This was a extremely healthy bear. Specimen. Yeah. Yeah. And then Mm. people are starting to get used to that. And then that's a problem. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty, it's an unusual situation. And I just briefly been reading on this um, cow moose situation. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with that? I haven't, I haven't gotten into it. No, it's something I'd like to look into because mm-hmm. I guess they're, I guess they're allowing people to take a cow moose and it's uh, calf. Oh yeah. Yeah, they, something something about starving out the wolf population so they can improve on the caribou population. And I'm like, I'm trying to understand that. 
I'll have to do some digging before I can yeah. comment on that. Yeah. But, uh, I did literally yesterday. Hmm. Yeah. I'll have to do some reading. See, my old man would just say, like, what are you smoking? Like, that, yeah. that's just bizarre. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I am not in a position to make any comment either way. Cause no, I, no, I, no. I haven't no. read up on it. Um, but the caribou herds are hurting. That's oh, yeah, that Selkirk yeah. region? Yeah. Yeah. Are they not extinct They've, in theory? In theory, yeah. yeah. They've been moved to pens. and Yeah, but there's no natural males or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. No, that's right. Huh. All right. Because um, there was something I else I wanted to touch on, but yeah. it eludes me with my 52 years. Oh, no worries. Uh like I said before we started recording, I really appreciate you donating those prints to us to hang up in here. Yeah, you guys, you, well, miss- you guys are intense, right? To me, intense. Yeah, you are, and I say that as a compliment. Like, like you're pa- <laughs> okay. Me, wrong. Intensely passionate about one hunting and two conservation, right? I appreciate it. So that. I'm like the old man would. That's who should have that art. Okay, and that's where it should be. Hundred percent. I greatly appreciate it. Oh yeah, Absolutely. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Once yeah. we, once I, I mean, hunting season occurred, and I kind of stopped building a podcast studio. I built a podcast studio, but I haven't finished it. This but is pretty cool. As soon as it's done, um, those two pictures will be up here, loud and proud. Yeah, and we'll get the the video podcast going at some point too. So, yeah, we're going to do video podcast. Crazy. I think that'd be fun. My, my daughter's a makeup artist, just so you know, for, she's getting into it for television. You think I need makeup? Everybody needs makeup. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just, I'm just, just kidding. I'm just right? joshing. <laughs> I told her she can fix my mug, man. She could freaking do anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. All right. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up there before we run too late into the night. And yeah, for sure. I, uh, Got any housekeeping? You sent yeah, some stickers out today. I do have a bit of housekeeping. I just, I've been to the post office. So, um, watch out. Yeah, been to, I've been to the post office today. Stuff's going out. And then I ended up texting a bunch of people for their addresses. And then some people sent them to me after I'd left the post office. So, sorry. You'll, you'll get some soon. But uh, stuff went out today. Yeah, I'm stoked. Awesome. Can't wait to see some behind-the-glass swag. Yeah. It's funny you said that because my kid and I, every time we go for a hike now, we got a friggin' little plastic bag in the knapsack and you'd be amazed what you find on the North Shore. Are you picking up trash? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Well, no, it's great, but it's pretty sad you got to do that. Yeah. It's sad. People suck. People, yeah. people litter. I mean, we're, yeah, we're, like, out we're going way. up Black Mountain and there's a friggin' dog crap bag right there. Yeah. Like, I don't what the hell is that on I the don't boat? get why they bag the poo then throw on the ground. I don't. Like, that's yeah, just. Yeah, that's worse. I just like, don't just get leave that. the poo. Yeah, let the Wayne take care of it because yeah. that's a plastic friggin' bag that's got about 25 years left on it. I just... Yeah, tough one. Yeah. There's something wrong with people. Oh, yeah. Don't get me started. Just got to... <laughs> Don't get me started. But yeah, if, 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 if you are out there cleaning up trash, um, someone that I forgot to mention last episode with Devin, um, Nate England, England, he's, uh, he's crushing the, the cleanup game. So Great. actually, he got an honorary mention, and I've shipped him a whole bunch of stuff, which I didn't mention last podcast, but that's en route to him. Yeah. All right, guys. Awesome, man. Hey, Pat, thanks for coming in. Tell us about your dad. Tell us yep. how he's, like, influenced you, and I'm, I hope you can... I wish you some luck in the in the hunting game. I hope you can fill the freezer. Yeah, if there's anything we can do to help you out, steer in the right direction, get something oh, going for you shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm a pretty shitty hunter, too. Um, don't get me wrong. I just get lucky sometimes, and yeah. that's about it. But uh, if there's something we can do, or if someone's helped Pat fill his freezer and 
help him feed his family some good food shout out cool yeah thanks for coming on no no it was a pleasure like I said it was a beautiful drive and this is a beautiful country out here next time I'm coming in the daytime definitely yeah yeah. go do some shooting or something yeah yeah for sure perfect alright mate good night cheers man (laughs) 